Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. I am your host, Claire Tallon, and with me today is Babs, who is a donor mom. Thanks for joining us today, Babs. Thank you for having me. So um, I guess we're going to jump right in with this, but could you tell us a little bit about your daughter, Brianna, and what, you know, um, and share your story a little bit? Sure. Um, well, let's see. She is a spitfire, uh, spitball, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. Uh, definitely full of life and full of energy. And uh, some said she was a, a little mini me, um, just very outgoing, very uh, caring. She was 12 years old. So um, she was just a very old soul and just loved helping people. Um, if you were new in school or um, anything like that, she was the first one to introduce herself, and um, you know she made friends very easy, but also kind of uh, sourced out the ones that were alone. Uh, so she wanted to make sure that they had somebody, and um, it was very important to her. But she was definitely a an old soul, um, and. You know, I sometimes think uh, this journey without her, I don't know if you want me to backtrack or just kind of share, but, uh, you know, never do you ever think as a parent that you are going to survive your children and not even like an adult child, like a child. Right, no, that's not the natural order of things in any way. No, no, and so we just don't think about it. We're not, society doesn't educate us on anything, and when it does happen, it's like scary is not even the word. And so you take this little girl who loved to dance and sing, and she taught herself Spanish, and uh, she just did tons of YouTubes. Uh, and so that's how she learned Spanish, and uh, she loved to draw. Just so many things about her that uh, just really resonate with me, and I really hold on to just this, I guess just the spirit of who, who she was, who she is, that still is around today um we moved a lot and by the end of the day she was already up and down the block like hi i'm brianna we just moved here and so she already made friends and everyone knew who the candy carry family was so we didn't have to worry about any of that so uh that was definitely uh like i said just uh, a great gift that she had um, June of 2010, uh, our lives changed forever, and it's something, again, that a parent is not prepared for. Uh, even if your child is sick, you're still not prepared for anything to happen. And it was an early morning, uh, school was just out, I think, for a couple of weeks, and she must have been up most of the night. You know how tweens are. They stay up late, especially if you're not going to school, and they just stay up late. And so I happened to pop in her room and uh, said hi and, you know, what's your plans for the day? And 
her dad was taking her to Ulich's to meet some friends and all of that good stuff. So, um, and it was probably like just less than five minutes. And then I was, you know, said, you know, I'm going to go jump in the shower. I love you. And I'll talk to you later. And that was the last time that I saw my daughter alive. And it's something that, like, I, like every time I share our story, it's like it was yesterday. You know, it doesn't matter how long it is. And so, you know, I took my shower and uh, was getting a cup of coffee, and I heard our little dog barking, and he was, you know, slept with her, was always with her. And her door was locked, and so I was, you know, knocking on it and pounding on it. <coughs> and she had two doors that went into her room. And I was, like, I wasn't, like, nervous, like, oh, my gosh, because I've never been, like, she never gave me a reason to feel like something was going to happen. Yeah, and kids that age want privacy. So. Yeah, and so I just figured, too, you know, sometimes if you're up, for a long time, you don't hear nothing. And so, but there was just something just inside that just didn't feel right. So I got my husband up. He ended up going through the other door um, and it was like, bar not barricaded, but her, her bed was there because there's really no reason to have two doors there, but her bed was there. And I'm still on the other side of the door and all of a sudden, like he pushed the door in and all of a sudden I heard like this, I don't even know how to describe the sound because it comes from like the bottom of your belly, like it's like it's an animal sound. And I didn't know what was going on yet. And I said, open the door, open the door. And the next thing I remember is my husband has our daughter on the floor and she is like her lips are like blue I'm screaming at that point I was numb and so we have another daughter and she was 17 at the time so she got woken up from the sounds and you know you know as as women as mothers we are kind of put in that situation. We're like the matriarch. We're like the, the, we're the strongest person on earth. And you know, we we take care of our family and we do all this stuff. And for me, I, I didn't even know how to dial nine one one. I stared at my phone. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, let me process this. Like, what's going on? And at that point, my 17-year-old had to take my place because I couldn't function. She had to help her dad. Um, Brianna hung herself in the closet. Uh, she had her hands in, the, in her scarf. <coughs> and it was so tight, like my husband was trying so hard to get it off. And I'm running around our house like a maniac. And I am just screaming, trying to find help. And so I finally run to our neighbors. And 
you know, still at that time, there, you know, so paramedics come, so we just feel like, okay, the heroes are here and they're gonna help us and everything's gonna be okay. And they got her to uh, Children's Hospital in Parker and neither me and my husband could drive. So we have two, uh, my daughter's boyfriend was there too. So we have two children taking care of us because we couldn't function. And you know, as soon as we got to the hospital, like, like all these people are around her and we, they went right away, we're getting ready to airlift her to Children's Hospital um, in Aurora. And so we couldn't really spend any time with her. And so by the time we got to Children's in Aurora, um, It's like that's when everything started. It's like we didn't know, like, is that, is it, are we going to be here for a day? Are we going to be here for a week? You know, when do we get to bring our daughter home? And, <clears throat> and so we were just there waiting. Um, it was just so traumatic to see what, like, to see what she was, you know, going through. And uh, we had Nurse Fritz was our first uh, nurse. And uh, he ended up pulling, I think his shift was almost over and I think he ended up pulling a double. And, uh, <clears throat> and they were just so good, so good to us. and. You know, we didn't sleep the whole time there. Um, and then Nurse John came on for a little while. Uh, and we just waited, you know, we waited for her to get well. And at some point they kind of pushed us out to go eat or do something. Yeah, to take care of yourself yes. for a minute. Yeah, and so, you know, me and my husband were uh, sitting in the cafeteria and I was looking around and I'm like, yeah, this is the Miracle Hospital, so we're, we're bringing our baby home. Like, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna bring her home no matter what. And on our fourth day, my husband just wanted her to have four days, and he wanted her to rest. Um, but on our third day, we met uh, Nurse Diane, or I call her Nurse Diane. She's with Donor Alliance. I just call her Nurse Diane because um, she was gonna. She talked with us about organ donation because at that point, uh, we had had to make the decision um, to go ahead and. Uh, you know, take her off life support. Uh, so they had the talk, and uh, when she was talking with us, uh, my husband right away said, "Yes, she's going to be a donor." And I didn't question him. I didn't none of that. And 
so just to kind of back up so you know the story, so this is all after the fact. So him and Brianna got in a car accident when she was probably about 10 and a half or 11. And uh, you know how children are, everything's traumatic. Like everything is like, there's, there's blood gushing out of everywhere and you know, all of yep. this. And thank goodness they just had scrape, but you know, it was, it was a traumatic crash. I mean, oh, the sure, truck yeah. rolled and mm -hmm. oh, you know, so it was scary. pretty traumatic. Yeah. Uh, but she had asked her dad at the time uh, when he was checking in or doing something what the heart meant on his license. Oh, and so he had told okay. her. And he said, well, if anything ever happens to me, then I am a, you know, I'm a donor so they can take my organs and help somebody else. So at that point, she had said, you know, she had like these huge brown eyes. And if you can imagine this little girl with these big, and they're, and they're just like tears rolling down them because it's traumatic, you yeah. know. And she's like, Dad, if anything happens to me, I want to be a donor. You know, she's just crying. And... Um, so that's kind of where that story comes. And sometimes, like when I share that part of the story, <coughs> it brings uh, it brings happiness to me. I mean, I know it's weird to say that, but... You were able to honor what she wanted to do and that you had a clear direction of what to do in the situation. Yeah, and a lot of parents, they don't have that. Because when you're 12, when you're 6, when you're, you know, even when you're you know, maybe 14, getting ready to get your permit or whatever, you don't have those conversations with your children. No, as you said at the start, this isn't a natural position to be in as a parent, so why would you have those conversations? Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, so that made me feel better. So, <clears throat> so we went, you know, through the process, they got everything ready, and uh, the staff was so amazing with our other daughter, Kayla, because uh, she was so inquisitive on all the machines, what was going on with Brianna, um, all of that stuff. And so uh, we never felt, uh, even after the decision was made, there was no, it was just beautiful. Like there was nothing that would, you know, like we feel, felt pushed or anything like that. And so, um, and so, yeah, and so the last, our last day was, uh, meant everything to us in the hospital. Um, you know, I got to um, comb her hair and uh, Kayla put lotion on and, um, you know, all of that. And I don't know the medical terminology of our case, but we were the first family and children's to, uh, <coughs> We were in the operating. We were in the operating room. It was uh, donation after circulatory death. Yes. DCD donation. Yes. yes. And I know that it was very scary for everyone because nobody knew what to expect. Um, but Nurse Diane was just our saving grace, and um, so we were getting ready to. They were getting ready to get Brianna out and. Uh, Kayla, our our other daughter, was um, she's just a little tiny girl, and it's almost like her voice was the same as her dad's when he found Brianna because um, she wanted to go with her, mm -hmm. say bye. But we felt as parents that um, 
we did not want her to see her sister at that moment. Mm-hmm. We just wanted her to see her go, and then she could make up her own of how things happen. Yeah, you want her to remember the, the all the life that she had in her and, and those special memories that they shared as sisters. Yeah, and so, um, again, nobody knew what to expect, and so... Like, when I share this part of the story, it is just like, again, it's like yesterday. It's like, it's like you're, we're talking about it, and it just happened, because I see everything. And um, she passed away June 19th of 2010, mm-hmm. so we're going into our 13th year. So I don't think there's a, a time limit on what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. And so when we walked in, uh, she had this beautiful... Uh, quilt on her chest we couldn't see her yet um it was so quiet and there was beautiful music in there and there was all these people there but it's like it's like we didn't see them you know we knew they were there but it was like it was just us three and then when we finally got around to her and we got to see her face and because uh, we had lay, we had sat above her, so we were, you know, able to touch her face and all of that. And um, again, it's so hard to describe, but it was probably the most beautiful thing you can imagine. Um, I have no idea how long we were there, and I think if. We want, I think if we would have stayed longer, no one would have said anything. And if, if it would have been past time or if she would have passed away on her own, I don't think anyone would say anything. Uh, we felt very comfortable. And then we were ready. Um, and we just told her how proud we were because uh, we knew that she was going to give life. And... Um, So we, we let them know we were ready, and they took her off life support. And it's like in that very moment, it's like, it's like, you know, you see in the movies, like you see them leaving. Oh, yeah. It's like that's how it felt. Yeah. You know, so I knew that she was going to be with us now. Yeah, you could feel her yeah. presence and her spirit with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we were rushed uh, away at that point because they – had a job to do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we went back up to the room, and I just stood at the door looking at her room. It's like, how do I process this now? Right. Yeah, for those few days, you had just been focused on on one thing, and now it's a, a new hurdle to yeah. get over. And all, you know, there was letters in her room and, you know, flowers and... Um, and then I felt this presence behind me, and it was the doctor who was going to uh, do the procedure, oh. and um, he just said, thank you so much for the gift that your daughter's going to give, Yeah. and um, I appreciated that, you know, because again, it's all new for everybody, Right. and you know, and then that was it, you know, uh, 
when I got in the car, I was like, how the, how the hell am I going to make it home without her? Yeah. And it's been a heck of a journey. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. A heck of a journey. A lot has happened with our family. Uh, my husband took his life uh, in March um, 2015. Um, it w- We thought that Brianna took her life, and this is all stuff that we found out after. Yeah. I had a dad reach out to me, and he said, I don't know you, um, he said, but your daughter did not intentionally took her life. He said, she was playing the choking game. Oh, gosh. And so we didn't know about that. And yeah. I knew, like, me and Brianna talked about suicide. We talked about all that. Right. And it was just something she didn't believe in. You know, she believed in, like, today's going to suck and it's going to be bad and I'm going to, you know, cry yeah. and lash out and she knew that she had tomorrow right you know so um so yeah so we've had a couple uh big ones I'm so sorry yeah it's been a struggle (laughs) you are so incredibly strong for being here and sharing your story with us and for remembering Brianna and and letting us into that story I, I can't even begin to thank you enough for for sharing that with us oh yeah it's uh you know, as hard as it is uh, when I do it, it, uh, you know, she's my daughter, and, and you know, now, uh, you know, our family, we're carrying on her legacy. Um, yeah, how are some ways that you continue to honor her legacy? Um, definitely spreading awareness on yeah. donation and uh, talking about how young she was to make a very adult decision. Absolutely. That a lot of adults cannot make. Yeah, and a a lot of adults don't talk about. They do make the decision, but they don't share it because it's just not something we talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's, I think, is a really really big thing. Um, We've met her uh, liver recipient. Oh, that's so Um, nice. And so that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I am definitely a huge advocate on mental health, suicide prevention. I started a nonprofit pretty quickly. Um, I, I went out of the gate running. Yeah. I was determined to not let any parent go through this. Right. Um, so a lot of my work was speaking and just creating awareness. And then uh, I still felt a little lost in my journey of my own grief. And I didn't know, uh, I had my own support, but I, I needed something else and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I went to a retreat in 2019, uh, a mother's bereaved retreat. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to do something like that. Uh, I didn't know how I was gonna do it. And from that, uh, it was in Utah. And when I came back home, uh, right away I reached out because it was a like a Facebook group and I reached out and wanted to know if there was any other moms in Colorado mm-hmm. and um, one of them uh, reached out her name was Gabriella and uh, we met uh, I think March of 2020 and we uh, start we we started figure out how we're gonna make our own retreat 
Oh, how nice. And so October of 2020, uh, during the pandemic, we hosted our first bereaved uh, mother's retreat. Oh, wow. And um, so now we are on number six. Oh, wow, that's so great. Uh, so we have one coming up in April of this year and then October of this year. That must be such a nice sense of purpose to share, to be there to help share your journey and walk people through their grief. I mean, you're still walking through it, but giving each other that strength to keep moving forward. Oh yeah, it's been, it's like this is our calling and uh, to help other mothers go through this uh, and to let them know that they're not alone has been the biggest thing. And it's, it's almost like I haven't grieved my husband or my daughter until I met like my people yeah you know and then it was like oh okay and so I mean I've had some dark times that I wouldn't even want to share with you because they're so dark but I'm here yeah and it's just you know we all have mental health issues uh you know I got gifted with depression and anxiety (laughs) you know so it's like it's just that's just we have to acknowledge that and we have to talk about it yeah you know and it's like how do i how do i do all this and um but yeah it's it's been pretty amazing um to be able to just share her journey of uh being able to help others uh and i'm just doing this i'm just doing what she did i was just gonna say <laughs> it sounds like you're this runs in the family you're carrying on the tradition of, of helping others even just from the start of this conversation and her going around to the neighborhood introducing herself yes. through donation to now what you're doing to help moms go through yes. the grief process that's pretty incredible yeah it's definitely something that uh you know, we all we all need that, and we all need that little bit of help. We all need that little Brianna that's going to come hold our hand. And, uh, you know, in this journey, there's too many uh, moms that are, you know, doing it alone and trying to do everything. And, um, you know, with us, you know, helping these moms through their journey, because it's not – it doesn't it doesn't stop at the retreat. You know, we right. stay in touch. You know, we – we go out to dinner, we go out to, we do things, you know, we have gatherings. So it's not just you go for the weekend and you're done because we're grooming them to also help their family, you know, because if you can imagine a marriage, what marriage goes through, you know, siblings, Mm -hmm. you know, what they go through. So, so yeah, I kind of feel like uh, it's just part of who Brianna is. Yeah. You know, she... Uh, would just, I mean, she would fight for you. Yeah. Like, she would totally fight for you. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what we're doing. That's so nice. I Thank you so much for sharing about her today. It's great getting to hear about her. She sounded like quite the force of nature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. we, you know, we want to just thank you for your time today. We really, again, appreciate you sharing that story. I imagine even all these years later, it can't be easy Um, But hopefully it does provide some comfort to know that she did save lives. And how many um, how many lives did she save through donation? So we have uh, uh, her liver, both kidneys, um, her heart valves and, of course, her her tissues. Yes. yes, So that's a tissue donor. I think, you know, it's quite high. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, yeah. So, you know, I I when I met her recipient 
for the liver, uh, it's just an extent of family and she always says, you know, if you're just really missing her, you just come over here and just, you know, just come <laughs> hug on me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's amazing how many people's lives she has touched and continued to touch just through the the donation process and then your work now with um, the grief support that you provide. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, and you know, and there's just something else that I would uh, like to yeah. touch a little bit on. And you know, the the recipients are grieving too. Yes. Yeah. And it's very difficult for them. Um, most, I don't, I know in my case, like I wanted to know everything right mm -hmm. away. And we know there's a process right. of uh, learning about our recipient and so forth. And so uh, I was in one class with Donor Alliance and the recipient did not know the donor family reached out mm -hmm. and she didn't know how to respond back. Yeah. And she had asked me and I says, you know what? It doesn't matter if you just send them a card that says thank you. Yeah. You don't have to write a letter. You don't have to do anything. But for us, just to get that simple thing, just to say thank you, mm -hmm. is everything. And so mm -hmm. she probably messaged me maybe a month later. She said, Babs, guess what I did? I said, you sent your letter, didn't you? And she <laughs> said, yes. Yeah. So I just think that's important, especially with the hospital staff and and all of that, we're all in this journey, and uh, we all know that somebody's life has to end to save another life. Yeah. But it's a second chance, and and my Brianna's still living. Yeah. You know she's sh and and for me, that's everything. That's a miracle. Yeah. You know this is a little girl that helped an, a, a grandma yeah and and she's still thriving that's great so yeah someone summed that up for me recently that um, donation is both incredibly beautiful and incredibly sad and it's so true because you lost your daughter but all of the beauty that came out of that and it really is a unique situation where it's absolutely heartbreaking but also provides so much joy on the recipient side Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it's, I think, has helped my grief. Yeah. You know, whenever I'm feeling, like, really, really bad, I just just sit back for a minute and just imagine. It's like, but wait. Right. There's somebody's living because of her. So. Right. Great. Thank you again so much for sharing your story. Before we wrap up, is there anything we didn't get to ask you about Brianna or that you want to share with our, our hospital staff listening? Uh, again, uh, I think mostly for the hospital staff. I mean, um, you know, I, I know that she touched lives that evening. And if they could just be open and know that we're doing something that's not very, it's not very easy for us, you know, and, and it's okay to cry, mm -hmm. and it's okay to ask questions. Yeah. 
Thank you again so much. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. If you have any questions or ideas for future shows, please send us an email at podcast at donoralliance.org.